My name is Shimon. I am going to become 30 in a week and a half. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I was born in a, in a town outside of Jerusalem. Um, was probably raised in a normal environment. My mother happens to be American. Um, Growing up, I never uh, encountered Palestinians. Uh, it wasn't even something that I uh, thought much about. Uh, the Intifada, uh, the first Intifada uh, began when I was in high school, but I was never really involved and never really thought much about the, the matter. And at that point, I went to the army at the age of 18. Uh, like every Israeli citizen is... Uh, required to, to do. Um, my father uh, was an officer in the army and I felt very kind of patriotic and I wanted to challenge myself. I was very excited about going into the army. Um, many people that I knew um, have done that. It's part of the Israeli culture. Now, comment, uh, I mean brackets, now there is a shift in that kind of way of uh, thinking in the last few years, but that's a, a separate. Uh, Israel uh, grew up. Uh, it, uh, the, the, the army is, is ingrained in the Israeli uh, culture. I went to the army at the age of 18. I went to an, uh, one of the elite units. Uh, after that, I wanted to do even more. I became an officer. And I served in uh, Lebanon. It was the time of South Lebanon. It was between the two intifadas. So at that time, I didn't really encounter uh, Palestinians either. Um, at 99, at, at the year of 99, I finished uh, uh, my four years in the in the army, and I traveled to uh, to India. Um, I didn't know what what I wanted to do there. I just kind of left it to, to chance, and I started getting interested in uh, meditation and uh, Tibetan Buddhism and Mahatma Gandhi, uh, the whole non-violence uh, approach and um, compassion. It was a, a very important time in my life. It was very transformative. Uh, it was a few months. Um, that had a, an impact on the rest of my life. When I came back to, to Israel, I was called to serve in the reserve duty because that's another uh, obligation that uh, Israelis have. Till about the age of 45, every man is, is required to do uh, 25 days to, to, to a month uh, every year uh, that's the reserved uh, uh, duty, which is a big part of the army. So I was called uh, to the city of Shechem, uh, Nablus, for uh, 25 days. And it, we were, you know, some of part of the time we were sitting in some kind of uh, call it a, a camp or fortress which was up above the city and every day there would be shooting coming uh, around 5, 6 o'clock there would be shooting coming from down from the city 
towards us, and then we'd be shooting back, not really uh, identifying uh, any target, but just shooting uh, in order to prevent uh, uh, more shooting. Um, doing all kinds of uh, uh, surprise uh, checkpoints in the middle of the night, um, going into houses looking for uh, weapons. It's, it's a whole war that's uh, it's going on uh, for many years. Luckily, I never had to shoot anybody, uh, never killed anybody. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky that it didn't happen to me. Um, after that, that month, uh, I did a lot of uh, thinking, um, and I, and the one I, I was kind of torn between my moral uh, uh, consciousness that has changed, had changed in India, um, and I, I didn't feel like this is the right thing to do anymore. I felt. This is wrong. This is counterproductive, um, and uh, and I, I I just disagree with this kind of way of uh, behaving, acting. But on the other hand, I felt uh, obligated to, as an Israeli citizen who abides the law, to do what I am supposed to do, which is serve in the army. It's not a question. It's it's a duty. And those two um, I, uh, rationales or ideas or uh, whatever you call it, I, I, I sorted them out. For it, it took me a couple of years to really know where I'm standing. And in the middle of, of that process, I was called again. It was the um, Operation uh, Defense Wall. It was in 2002 after there was a killing in Passover in a big uh, hotel in Netanya and Israel decided to uh, retaliate and make a lot of uh, army stuff going and I was uh, called to Ramallah and we were doing a, a siege on uh, Yasser Arafat if any of you uh, remember that and again I was there and again that kind of clarified to me that this is not something that I belong to anymore and that doesn't belong inside of me and I spoke to my commander um, who happened to be a, a, a very right-wing uh, person very militant person um, but he understood me and he, he said it's okay I'm gonna put you in a different uh, part of the army and you're not gonna have to do all this uh, fighting. I understand that. I respect that. And that's what it's, it's been since. So I am serving in the army. I am called every year. But I don't uh, do the combatant uh, uh, part anymore. Um, later on, about 10 months ago, um, I, I did my own activism. I felt like I need to do some uh, some kind of activism, some kind of protest. Um, but again, I never really met uh, Palestinians. Um, so about 10 months ago, I heard about this uh, group, Combatants for Peace, through a friend of mine, and and came to the to the first meetings. 
and um, was really surprised that, you know well maybe I wasn't surprised maybe I knew I knew that there's human beings uh, on the other side but it kind of reaffirmed it and it feels it feels good it feels good to connect and to to talk about uh, to, to go to places and and talk about this and basically we were trying to build bridges so I'm not gonna uh, take any more time for this um, and Rai is going to tell his story and we're going to have questions and answers. You can write down. Thank you. Uh, I will be translating. She will be translating. I will translate and I'll do my best because I'm not a translator, but I try my best. Okay. Every time I eat American food, I feel sleepy. And I can't sleep, I just feel that way. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> Good evening. Uh, uh,
مع بداية الانتفاضة الأولى وكنت أذهب عادة إلى مدرستي طبعا مش زي أي كي زي أي طالب موجود في هذا العالم بشكل طبيعي. When I was going to school, I felt all that burden of what's going on, and I was never really happy because my mind was always wondering what's going on in in the way I live. في أحد الأيام عندما كنا نواجه قوات إسرائيلية في شوارع والتي كانت منتشرة في شوارع البلدة نقوم بضرب الحجارة عليها طبعا كان موضوع إن كمراهقين هو من باب التسلية ومن باب إثبات الرجولة Okay, the only thing they could, he could do about it, that's the, from the first intifada, he was still young. So the only thing he could do, like the other kids in town, throw stones. Because one way it is out of frustration, and second, because he had nothing else to do. He saw all the kids doing it, so he started getting that stone and hitting the Israeli army that was in town. ففي أحد هاي الأيام وأنا ذاهب من المدرسة إلى البيت واجهتنا هناك سيارة جيب عسكرية إسرائيلية فقام صديقي وهو بإلقاء حجر على باتجاه هذه السيارة طبعا هذا الحجر لم يؤذي ولم يصل إلى منتصف الطريق حتى يؤذي جنود في هذا الشارع One day I was coming with my friend from school and we saw a jeep, Israeli soldiers in the jeep coming towards us. My friend, the minute he saw them, he was intimidated. He took a stone and threw it at them, and it never hit them because they were far. They were not that close. فقام جندي في هذه اللحظة جندي إسرائيلي بإطلاق النار على صديقي وتم قتله على الفور. And immediately the Israeli soldier responded with firing a bullet and it killed him instantly. And he was my best friend. This thing when I saw my, my friend dead, it really hurt a lot. I was shook. From the inside, I just wanted to do something, but I didn't know what to do. And from that moment on, things started to change in my life, because I just couldn't bear looking at my friend dead in front of me. وليست للتسلية وليست لإثبات الرجولة وإنما هي حقيقة أراها أمام عيني. Then he realized that what is going on is not just a game, throwing stones and getting bullets back and throwing stones. There is something that's going on beyond what I could think or imagine. And I had to prove like the rest of the people around me my manhood. ف... طبعا قررت في تلك اللحظة بأنني أنتقم لصديقي ولأفرغ حالة الغضب 
اللي انا بعيشها في هاي اللحظة اتجاه الجنود الاسرائيليين واتجاه هذا الاحتلال الغريب and I decided from then on to revenge my friend and I had such feelings in me revenge, revenge, just do revenge and that was the turning point for him after the first intifada and seeing his friend dead that he has to do something about it طبعا قمت بخطوات عملية باتجاه مقاومة هذا الاحتلال إلقاء الزجاجات الحارقة إطلاق النار نشاطات مختلفة فحاولت بأي شكل من الأشكال أني أنا أنتقم لصديقي الذي توفي فأصبحت مطلوب لهذا الاحتلال واستمريت المطلوب له وأنا لمدة سنة عام Since that incident, I, as I said, all what I wanted is take revenge. I started throwing stones at the Israeli soldiers. If I had a gun, I shoot. I had tires, burned tires in the streets so they won't be coming towards us. Everything I could do in my power, I did. Although I was still a young kid, I mean, he was 16, 17. And then he was on the wanted list by the Israeli... Government and and that stayed for one year. طبعاً لم أقتل أو أذي حد أحداً في تلك الفترة. I never killed anybody. It's just I did things that maybe I shouldn't. تم اعتقالي وأنا على مقاعد المدرسة كان عمري سبعة عشر عاماً. At seventeen, I was arrested. بقيت في 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 التحقيق والزنازين عند المحققين الاسرائيليين لمده 41 عام 41 يوما بدايه السجن كانت They put me in prison and started interrogating me and asking me questions and pushing me to tell them what I know and what I I know of the intifada, and I was only seven. By then, I was 17 years old, and I stayed in prison 41 days under interrogations. استخدموا معنا جميع وسائل التعذيب. They did everything in their power, or what ways they could hurt. in prison, like shackle them, hit them under the heat, under things that he would confess if he knows anything. كانوا يضعون وضعوني على كرسي صغير وربطوا يداي في الخلف في هذا الكرسي ومكثت حوالي ثلاث أيام متواصلا وأنا بهذا الشكل. They put him on a small little chair, tied his hands behind his back, and he stayed three days. Sitting that way, he couldn't move. I was very scared by then. And I was waiting for death any moment. Then he was put in prison after the 41 interrogation, 41 days, and he stayed in prison three years. 
طبعا كان السجن هو عباره بالنسبه لي كان تجربه مهمه جدا بحيث اني صرت ادرس طبيعه الصراع بينه وبين الاسرائيليين وافهمها بشكلها الحقيقي وتعززت لدي القناعه بمقاومه الاحتلال وان هذا هو الاسلوب الوحيد للخلاص منه. There in prison three years I sat and I tried to think what's going on in this world. What did bring me here? What happened? How can I get out of it? He thought his philosophy started to change. This is not a way of life to be in prison, beaten, hit and this. Something better should be coming out of it. And he started to study and read more about it. about the other side, about the Israelis. Maybe there's some comparisons there. And he started from then, after his, when he was in prison, to think about all those things. خرجت من السجن وعملت في صفوف حركة فتح وسلمت مواقع معينة في تنظيم في فتح ودرست في جامعة بيرزيت وكنت مسؤولا في حركة الشبيبة. وكان اعمل بشكل تنظيمي وسياسي في هذه اللحظه. After I got out of prison I worked for Fatah which is the Palestine Liberation Organization PLO and my job was there to arrange things, put things in order because I, at that time I was going to college to Birzeit University. And so I had some knowledge about organization and what goes on in the Israeli army, what goes on in our area, and how to put things together. درست كنت أدرس في جامعة بيزيت وأنهيت في السوسيولوجي علم الاجتماع. بعد ذلك كان هناك مع بداية الانتفاضة الأولى وشلال الدم الذي كان ينزف. في الشارع الفلسطيني القتل اليومي للاطفال للنساء قلع الاشجار تخريب الاراضي والى اخره من اجراءات الاحتلال الطويله. While I was in the university I saw what's going on around me the uprooting of the trees the demolished homes the killing of children and women Um, every way that they could punish us, we were, we endured that. هذا الدم الذي كان ينزل ويعاني الشعب الفلسطيني من هذا الوضع الاحتلالي. طبعا هناك أيضا كان إسرائيليين ولكن لم تكن هناك مساواة في 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 المعادلة لأننا نحن موجودين تحت احتلال وهم محتلين. Uh, at that time, all, all that time we were living under occupation and living under occupation is not the best thing in life. You're not free to do anything. You're sitting there, can't do whatever, if it's right or wrong. And at the same time, on the other side there were the Israelis. They were the occupiers and we couldn't move. We were under occupation. في أحد أيام الانتفاضة الثانية كان هناك في منع تجول في بلدتي وكان خرج ابن عم ابن عمي من باب بيته ليرى ماذا 
يحصل في الخارج وعندما فتح باب بيته صادفه جندي إسرائيلي قام برفع بندقيته وإطلاق النار على رأسه مباشرة وقتله على الفور On the second intifada there was commotion in the streets and my cousin, my first cousin got, went out to see what's going on he just opened the door and put his head out and an Israeli soldiers hit him in the brain and he died in his head and he died right away you are listening to KUCI's Justice or Just Us. This is Combatants for Peace. Uh, you're listening to Raed Hadar, who is Palestinian and a member of Combatants for Peace. Spoke at the Irvine Ranch Water District as part of the Cousins Club of Orange County this past Tuesday. Uh, he was joined with Shimon Katz, uh, a member of the uh, Israeli Defense Force, and they are talking about how they uh, came to the realization that they should put down their weapons and uh, work for peace, joining the respective peace movements in uh, Palestine and Israel. And we will continue now with Raed Hadar. This is KUCI's Justice or Just Us. This <laughs> وهذا دعاني إلى التفكير بهذا الوضع المعقد الذي نعيشه بهذا المعاناة الفضيعة التي يعيشها الشعب الفلسطيني. This was the second time somebody close to me died in front of me, and I started thinking, what are we living in? We were living like in a ghetto where there's we're we're getting killed, we're getting kicked, we're going without food, there's nothing to do. So I started thinking about the situation and really thinking, what can, be, what can we do to help? What can I do to help? So I had a conversation with طرق ووسائل أخرى للخلاص من هذا الاحتلال بطرق معينة كنت في حالة حالة من التناقض بيني وبين نفسي. At that time too, I was thinking there must be another way. There must be something to get out of that situation. The occupation is not going to do us any good. And I was fighting within myself. What can be done? And that's uh, that's the second death or second thing he saw in front of him that things have to be have to change I must do something positive to change things around me because I never wanted to see any more dead of my friends in front of me وتناقشنا مع تناقشت معه بوضع السياسي مع إني كنت أدرك بأنه لا يوجد هناك إسرائيلي يدعم الحق الفلسطيني ويسانده بسبب إني كل أرب إنهم كلهم مشتركون في النظام الاحتلال ومساهمون فيه. At that time, he met a Jewish family, an Israeli family, 
And they sat together and started discussing things. And he always thought, no one, no one on the other side is going to think the way I'm thinking. That uh, we are living in a bad situation, under occupation, uh, killing around us. Nobody from the other side even would think anything is happening to us. So we started discussing things. They, he wanted to see what the other side is uh, saying or thinking. طبعا اكتشفت بانه هاي العائله يعني عندها رؤيه بانها مختلفه وانهم مع اقامه الدوله الفلسطينيه مع حريه الشعب الفلسطيني مع انه ينال الشعب الفلسطيني حقه talking to them i discovered there are other people they don't all think that way about the occupation they thought the palestinian people should be a free a free have their own state have their own government live in peace with the Israelis and change the whole concept of the occupation. So he, to him it was the first step towards meeting, the, he said he never thought in his life he'd meet an Israeli who would think that way. And that changed him from one step number one to the other. طبعا في تلك اللحظه ايضا وكان بطريق ايضا الصدفه انه هذا شجعني باتجاه انني افتح يعني حديث مع اسرائيليين واعرف ماذا يريدون كيف يفكرون لماذا لا يتركون وشاننا كفلسطينيين فهذا شجعني باتجاه نتحدث اكثر مع اي اسرائيلي ممكن اصادفه uh, after that episode, I thought, well, somebody's listening to me. I might as well start doing that. So every time he sees an Israeli or he meets them in a store or wherever, he'll sit and discuss that with him. What, uh, do you think we should have a state? Do you think that we should be free? And he found out there's so many Israelis that think the way he does, that things shouldn't be going that way that things should be better for, uh, there shouldn't be occupation, there should be two states, that each, each people, Israeli people, Palestinian people should all be free. في هاي اللحظة التقيت بشخص اسمه إليك الحنان وهو إسرائيلي من الرافضين للخدمة في ممارسة احتلال على الشعب الفلسطيني. At that time he met an Israeli soldiers who, soldier who was uh, against uh, serving in the army and that's how things started with him طبعا هذا كان بدايه الحديث عن تشكيل مجموعه وتم دعوتي للقاء مشترك فلسطيني اسرائيلي في مدينه بيت جالا and that was a, a door opening for me because i started meeting more people that wanted peace on both sides and we started organizing we started to talk to each other and we we did organize a group and we were called to meet with other people other groups and one of the largest groups was held israelis and palestinians in Beijela, which is about 10 miles or five miles away from bethlehem فتم الاتفاق على ان يكون هناك اللقاء وعندما انا دعيت لهذا اللقاء كنت في حاله تردد 
Uh, so they decided to do, as I said, that big meeting in Bejela, and he was sitting there. Should I go or shouldn't I go? He was just, don't know what's going to happen after that big meeting. Israelis and Palestinians all together. بعد هذا التردد قررت أن أذهب إلى هذا اللقاء. Then I decided I should be there. I should go. ذهبت إلى هناك والتقيت مع جنود إسرائيليين هم طبعا رافضين للخدمة في الجيش الإسرائيلي وممارسة الاحتلال على الشعب الفلسطيني ونحن شباب فلسطينيين لهم مقاتلين فلسطينيين أمضوا سنوات طويلة في سجون الاحتلال. And when then the, I decided that I should go, I shouldn't miss that opportunity. And there he met many of the Israeli soldiers, or were soldiers and defected, and people who did not want to go to war. And at the same time, he met many Palestinians who were in jail and out of jail. طبعا بالنسبة لي كان هذا اللقاء غريب جدا بحيث إنه أنا ألتقي مع إسرائيليين. مع جنود كنت أنا وياهم في المعركة نقاتل طبعا مع عدم التوازن في في الحالة لأن إحنا تحت الاحتلال وهم كانوا محتلين. It was very strange for me to meet with them because I never thought that I will face an enemy and when I knew their their Weapons were aimed at me because since we were the occupy, we were under occupation, and they were they had the the hand over us, the strong hand over us. كنا ننظر إلى بعضنا البعض بحالة من الغرابة. We were watching each other, which one is saying what and what is the other one saying. We were like scared from each other. كنا خائفين من بعض. We were scared. From each other, we didn't trust each other. كنت أنظر إلى عيونهم وينظرون إلينا بنوع من الرهب والخوف. We were looking at each other with fear. كنت أفكر في نفسي بأنني يعني أنا فعلاً أمام إسرائيليين أمام الجنود إسرائيليين يعني كانت المسألة يعني غير مصدق ل ل لما أنا أعمله يعني. He sat there and he was watching their faces and watching everybody and he couldn't believe where he is. He said we were scared. Both of us were scared. Just looking and staring at each other. Said what brought me here? I mean, is that fate or what? كنت خائف أنهم يكونوا أحد يعملون في المخابرات الإسرائيلية وهم كانوا خائفين أنه ممكن نخطفهم أو نعمل بهم شيء They are, we were scared that they are from the Israeli KGB and they were, and we were scared that they are here to arrest us and put, put us in prison or, and they were scared that we are going to like steal them, kidnap them and put them in our prisons, we were watching each other. طبعاً لم تكن هناك ثقة بيننا إطلاقاً. We didn't trust each other. بعد ذلك وتكرار الجلسات فيما بيننا أصبحت تبدد هذه الثقة والشكوك. 
after meeting so many times, we started losing that fear and losing that suspicion of each other. It took us some time, but we started to feel more comfortable with each other. وطبعاً كان هناك متفقين على إحنا أننا كمقاتلين نحن الذين دفعنا الثمن نريد أن نصنع السلام ونصنع الأمن والعدالة للشعبين بشكل مشترك بحيث أن يكون هناك دولة فلسطينية مستقلة تعيش بحرة وتعيش بأمان إلى جانب دولة إسرائيل. After talking and meeting so many times, we decided. The best way of life is each has their own state, each live in peace, each live with their, with their enemy as friends, not as enemies, and try and make the best of it and live peacefully, because we cannot go on living like that. Either side was suffering. And we ضد هذا الاحتلال وضد ممارسته. Then we decided that we should work against the occupation in peaceful way, with talking, with meeting, with any way we can to make peace and end the occupation peacefully. لنا نشاطات الآن نتوسع هذه المجموعة وتتقدم. ولنا نشاطات عديدة في داخل المجتمع الإسرائيلي وداخل المجتمع الفلسطيني. After that, we started organizing more groups within the the West Bank, Gaza, and in Israel. There were many groups starting to. He said not in Gaza. I'm sorry. Okay, in the West Bank, they started. There have more branches, and and in Israel, more peace branches starting popping out. طبعاً أنا شخصياً واجهت بعض الصعوبات في الانضمام أو تشكيل هذه المجموعة وخاصة من محيطي من أصدقائي من أقاربي من عائلتي خاصة لكن مسألة تتحدث مع الإسرائيليين. عند الفلسطينيين هي مسألة غير مرغوبة لأنهم هم يعيشون تحت الاحتلال ويذقون معاناة هذا الاحتلالين. When he started organizing those groups and working with them and feeling good about his group, he started feeling rejection from his Arab Palestinian friends and relatives. Like, what are you doing? Don't you know we are under occupation and you're talking to those people who are occupying us? They just still didn't feel the concept and he was trying to instill all those thoughts to the people he is meeting from both sides. Because of occupation, the Palestinian people have been suffering from uh, lack of housing, lack of jobs, lack of food. Uh, there is so much poor people around. There are so many idle people sitting there. They, they cannot work any place. All their, uh, they were all what they're thinking is aiming. We are under occupation. We cannot do anything. And everything was closed on them. They were 
الحواجز تقطع الاراضي الفلسطينيه والتي كانت اذا كنت اريد ان اذهب الى الى بلدتي تستغرق معي وقتا ساعه ونصف الان خمس وست ساعات تاخذ مني وقتا. The worst part of it is the wall they are building and that wall is separating the cities cutting the villages into half and every place we have to go there's a stop place or I don't know what they call it. Checkpoints. Checkpoints, yeah. Thank you. And it used to take me an hour and a half to go to my my little town. Now it takes me six hours. يعانون من الحرمان لدرجة إنه كثير من الأطفال الفلسطينية وحتى الشباب الفلسطيني لا يعرفون ما هو شكل البحر. They lack everything there. Even there are some Palestinian children. They never saw the ocean. They don't know even what a sea is or an ocean is. And it's so close to them on the other side if they just want to go there. They can't. يفقدون الأمل في كل شيء. They have no hope. They just, there's no hope for them after all those years. ولكن لدينا الأمل في مجموعة مقاتلين أجل السلام. But we have hope. Our group has the hope, and we are trying to spread that hope amongst the people. عندما تنضم سيما الفلسطينية التي أمضت أربع سنوات في سجن الاحتلال إلى هذه المجموعة بعدما قتل أخيها وزوجها من الاحتلال. And one of the youngers that is in that group, in that peace movement group, has been in jail four years. Because she belonged to it, they killed her brother and her husband. لدينا الأمل عندما تنضم أمل غانم إلى مجموعة مقاتلين من أجل السلام والتي وضعت مولودها في داخل السجن وهي مربطة اليدين. And there's a young lady. Her name is Amal, which is Hope, and she is in prison four years now. And she had the baby in prison, but when she had to deliver the baby, her hands were tied behind her. And we're hoping for her release because she is in that peace movement. لدينا الأمل عندما ألك الحنان الجندي الإسرائيلي الذي قتلت أخته في إحدى العمليات داخل القدس الذي قرر أن يكون أحد المؤسسين لهذه المجموعة And they're hoping he has another friend She's Palestinian, she's in prison She's Israeli in prison Alec, one Alec is, I thought it's a woman's name it's a man named, he's a, he's a Israeli and his, his sister is in prison. قتلت أخته. Oh, and هي الأثلاث. قتلت في القدس, نعم. Oh, and she was killed after that because she's from the peace movement in Jerusalem. ويطلب منه الضابط بقصف بيت جالة انتقاما لأخته. And he asked the government, the Israeli government, 
to bombard the city of Bethlehem because of the killing of his sister. ولكنه يختار لا يختار طريق الانتقام يختار طريق صنع السلام. He really wants peace. He doesn't want revenge from the people of Bethlehem because there she was killed around that area. He wants peace. So there are both sides, Israelis and Palestinians, who are hoping for peace. لدينا الأمل عندما بسام عرامين المؤسس في مجموعة مقاتلين من أجل السلام تقتل بنته ذات العمر العشر سنوات قبل حوالي أشهر من الآن وهو يعمل من أجل هذا السلام لأنها ذاهبة روح ذاهبة من مدرستها إلى البيت. And there is another Israeli in the peace movement, and he is one of the organizers. Palestinian. Palestinian. Oh, he's Palestinian, and his daughter was killed. أنت الأسامي بتخربشني. بسام عربي. التي أعرفها جيدا، التي لم تكن تفارق ضحكتها وجهها إطلاقا. And that little girl was always smiling and always have hope, and she was killed. عندما كنا في المستشفى في هداسة في القدس، وهو توفيت بعد ثلاث أيام من مصارعته للموت، ذهبت إلى بيتي تعرفها بنتي جيدا وتسألني عنها، وأقول لها بأن عبير لقد توفيت. And that girl, when she was she was hit, they took her to the hospital. She stayed there three days. She was about ten years old, and that incident happened a couple of months ago. And he was at the hospital with her parents, and then he went. She passed away, and he went home. And his daughter asked, "What happened to my friend?" And he said, "It was very hard for me to tell her that she passed away." صمتت لمدة بنتي لمدة ثلاث ساعات ولم تنطق في كلمة واحدة. My daughter just sat there silent for three hours, not uttering a word. بعدها قالت لي ولماذا قتلوها؟ And then she asked, why did they kill her? هل عملت شيء؟ Did she do anything? طبعا لم أستطيع الإجابة. I could not answer her. أقول لها بأن قتلوا البراءة والطفولة فيها. They just killed her. Innocence and young heart in her. We'll have question and answer. Yeah. We'll have questions. Not yet. We'll have Q and A. Monty finishes. Not yet. They got this one. عشان يخلو للحكي. أخيرا يعني بحب أحكي ونبخاطب قلوب قلوبكم لأن قلوب السياسيين مغلقة. Now I'm addressing myself to you because talking to politicians their hearts and minds are closed. أقول لا تتركونا نريد جهودكم معنا وانتقفوا إلى جانبنا. Please don't leave us. Please stand with us and stand with the peace movement. When you come to the end of the struggle, the war, the hatred, and the violence.
to be, uh, I hope you'll all open your hearts and be against occupation, killing and blood. ونحقق الحرية والأمن والعدالة والسلام للشعب الفلسطيني. And we hope to enter in a time of peace and security to the Palestinian people. والإسرائيليين أيضاً. And the Israelis too. ويكون الأمل شعلة طريقنا. And may the hope be our torch, the light torch. وسنبقى مقاتلون من أجل السلام. And we will always be soldiers for peace. وبشكركم على استماعكم وتحملكم لي لأني أطلت عليكم. And thank you for listening to me. Maybe I went on for a longer time than expected, but thank you for listening to me. And I am sorry if I made the mistakes here and there. I hope everybody understood me. I tried. Thank you. Very much.